Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 60. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We will share our experiences, the good and the not so good, through the podcast, the blog, and over on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. Now, if you like what you hear in the show, please share an episode and the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are currently on. In this particular episode, I will discuss the impossibility of explaining grief accurately, all the while living through it. From a widower's point of view, there's quite a lot about the process of grief that is so difficult to put into words, so tough to accurately explain it all, but I thought I would try anyway. Some may be asking, why is this so important to you to make an episode about it? Well, there's this thing about grief that no one really talks about. It's this unrelenting desire to make at least someone understand what you're feeling in the moment today. I'll be honest, it's hard to carry it all alone. So let's dive in and see what we can discover together about explaining grief. Picture an early fall morning. The sun has broken through the thin clouds in the otherwise blue sky. A single glance out your bedroom window promises to be a beautiful, warm day. You hear the boys down the hall begrudgingly getting ready for another school day, both now in high school, both missing the freedom of summer just a few weeks past their grasp. Through your morning routine, the mundane details like choosing a shirt for the day or glancing quickly at the laundry basket beckoning for its contents to be folded once again, you feel it start to creep in again. You push it away and head down for a coffee or perhaps something more, barely listening to the boys drone on about something they are discussing, one with disdain for whatever discussion you've stumbled upon. Good morning, you say, trying to sustain the fine balance of pleasantry and an obnoxious father rousing the troops for another wonderful day of learning and growing. You can almost hear the boys' eyes roll as if to suggest they are both over this early morning routine. Thank you very much. And then they're off. The first year one can drive the other and you're suddenly no longer required for transportation duty in the morning a blessing, and a curse. And you turn back inside, you feel it once again, and this time, this time you give in. And the tears begin. You think to yourself, it's been a while, and you just let it happen. Within a minute, you find you are able to shake it away just a bit and pull together whatever it is they say you have to pull together. And now it's time to analyze what just happened. What was the trigger this time? Where did it all come from? There must have been something that happened, something you thought about, some terrible memory you brought to the surface that set you off, maybe a scent perhaps. And then you'll realize, of course, it's so obvious. She's gone. 
she's still gone. You're alone. And these days, these changes, the season, school, everything, the whole growing up stuff should be shared with her. But it's not. It's just you and your grief. You see, grief comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes, bits and pieces, large and small, debilitating and subtle. It doesn't wait for the right time. It doesn't matter what you have planned or what's on the schedule for the day. It doesn't have to have a trigger, an obvious reason that it rises up. It just is sometimes. And if I'm being honest, it always just is. The only difference is when you choose to feel it, really, really feel it, or when you just push it down and allow it to be that dull waning throb waiting for you to pay attention. Taking on the task to explain grief is in many ways like taking on the task of explaining life or the meaning thereof. There are so many aspects to it that you're just not quite sure where to begin. And as you start your explanation, there is plenty of additional thoughts and details that flood in that you want to add and explain right then and there. And that's why you never quite accurately can put into words the explanation, your explanation of grief. As I spoke in the last episode, I search out inspiring quotes, meaningful writings, and thoughts, And as I find myself attempting to explain grief today, I realize I search out inspiring words because I'm searching for better ways to explain it all. And of course, as any human would, we we search out others who understand what we're feeling, going through, and faced with, because we want to know we're not alone. And believe you, my friend, you are not alone. Here's a case in point, a wonderful piece I've discovered that really put into perspective grief, specifically as it's written, grieving the loss of a child. This is not to say my grief and someone who has lost a child is the same, but grief is grief, similar in many aspects, understood in a very small way by anyone who has experienced loss, but not the same in so many ways as well. So this passage is written by Jessica Watson at 4 Plus an Angel, and it is the best explanation of grief in my point of view. I hope it touches you the same way that it has for me. The best way I can describe grieving over a child as the years go by is to say it's similar to carrying a stone in your pocket. When you walk, the stone brushes against your skin. You feel it. You always feel it. But depending upon the way that you stand or the way your body moves, the smooth edges might barely graze your body. Sometimes you lean the wrong way or you turn too quickly and a sharp edge pokes you. Your eyes water and you rub your wound, but you have to keep going because not everyone knows about your stone. Or if they do, they don't realize it can still bring this much pain. There are days you are simply happy now. Smiling comes easy, and you laugh without thinking. You slap your leg during that laughter, and you feel your stone, and aren't sure whether you should be still laughing. The stone still hurts. Once in a while, you can't take your hand off that stone. 
You run it over your fingers and roll it in your palm and are so preoccupied by its weight, you forget things like your car keys and home address. You try to leave it alone, but you just can't. You want to take a nap, but it's been so many years since you've called in sad, you're not sure anyone would understand anymore, or if they ever did. But most days, you can take your hand in and out of your pocket, feel your stone, and even smile at its unwavering presence. You've accepted this stone as your own, crossing your hand over it, saying, mine, as children do. You rest more peacefully than you once did. You've learned to move forward the best you can. Some days, you want to show the world what a beautiful memory you're holding. But most days, you twirl it through your fingers, smile, and look to the sky. You squeeze your hands together and hope you are living in a way that honors the missing piece you carry until your arms are full again. It takes a village. Join ours at abedformyheart.com. And that's written by Jessica Watson. And thank you, Jessica, for writing such a beautiful explanation. Now, after reading that again, I'm almost speechless. It is so good. And it is so accurate for anyone dealing with grief. But this also allows me to better appreciate what those who have lost a child are feeling each and every day. I, I cannot imagine. But as you can hear from Jessica's incredible writing, grief is indeed always present. At times it is more encompassing, while other times it is just a presence in the background. But it is always there. Its intensity is always changing with your day. The analogy of the stone in the pocket is absolutely perfect. In her honesty, specifically how grief and that stone can be sharp and cutting, while at other times, in a strange way, it can be comforting. Its unwavering presence can become an acceptance that you now hold as comfort. Maybe because in loss, you desperately never want to forget that person. So as long as the grief is still there, you will have the comfort in knowing you will indeed never forget them. I believe that is why it is so important to say their name. I'm sure this belief, this need, may not be for everyone for whatever reason they have, but for me and a vast majority of people I know and have spoken to, speaking their name is an important gesture. Because literally, when you have lost someone, their name, their story, is the only thing that is left. And may I add, it's the only thing you can control from their loss. You can actively choose to say their name, bring their name up in normal conversations. That right there is an important one for me. It always has been. In conversations where I would normally bring up a memory, a part of our history that would include my wife Colleen, a story that goes along with it, I would and still do bring it up. And at times, that's when I see some people I may be talking to at the time raise an eyebrow as if to say, oh, okay, we can talk about her. We can say her name. And to that, I say a resounding, yes, please say her name. Now, for those of you who are on your own path with grief, you may need to know that with some friends, you will need to provide permission for them to say your loved one's name. 
by bringing it up in conversations, a memory that relates to whatever it is that you are chatting about at the time, that will then become their permission to do the same. Many people feel uncomfortable to do so, not knowing if it would trigger you. But by you doing it yourself, it tells them it's okay. Help me keep their memory alive, it says. So the one constant in this whole experience with grief has become kind of a theme in not only many of these episodes, but in life in general. And that is the fact that grief never ends. Now, I won't go on and on about it here, as I have certainly done that enough in other previous episodes. But I will add that I believe this one seemingly constant detail and misperception of grief appears to be the largest barricade in fully understanding the entire grief experience. If you believe grief ends, that there comes a time when it is just simply done and over, then you can never understand what grief is. To accept grief is to understand that it is always. Period. It is always there. It is always present. It is always thought of. It is always part of. It is always. For those with grief in their lives that is always, know that you are not alone. For those still trying to understand the expansiveness of grief, know one simple fact. It is always. Thank you for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast today. I am so thankful for you being here each week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I possibly can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access social media channels, request to become a guest on the podcast, or contribute to the blog with your own story. While you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And also, I invite you to connect with me directly via email, tim at journeytograteful.com. And more importantly, give me a call, leave me a voicemail, and be on the show by telling me in what ways inspiration and your grief has been affecting your life and how you walk that particular path. You can call 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. Or you can actually text me at that number. And lastly, I ask that if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show. It goes a long way to help the podcast get in front of more and more people who need to know that it's out there. You can go to journeytograteful.com and choose the leave a review button on the homepage or any of the podcast episode pages. Now for this episode, there's no quote I could possibly share that is better than the one written by Joanne Cacciatore. If you simply cannot understand why someone is grieving so much for so long, then consider yourself fortunate that you do not understand. I believe that kind of says it all right there. But I hope if you truly don't understand, that you at least try. 
So thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.